Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Sweet! Suck it! Welcome to episode 163 of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richman, joined as always by Jason Brooks. Uh, if you'd like to check us out on Twitter, at WorkShootPod, and mine is at Paladin808. So, uh, Jason, we have a new number one contender for the SmackDown Heavyweight title. It's Gender Mahal. Uh, I think we'll be talking quite a bit about that and the uh, the WWE uh, Superstar Shakeup from a week and a half ago. So, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Um, wrestling has been interesting, to say the least, over the last couple of weeks. So, and we weren't here last week. So, yeah, there'll be some interesting things to talk about for sure. Now, you know, let's let's start off right at the top. I'm thinking we're going to agree on this, and if we don't, I, I'm i ready to go and take the opposite point of view. But the idea of Jinder Mahal, who is basically in the last year has won two singles matches, one against uh, Heath Slater in, I believe, August of last year, and a match against Jack Swagger in September, is now the number one contender for a... SmackDown pay-per-view. I got no problem with him. It's, you know, them building him into this, but basically a guy who was a job guy is now the number one contender for your second biggest title. It just seems really rushed. And I understand they, just like, you know, like Alberto and different things you want, different stars from different parts of the world for, you know, for partnership deals. But did we have to do this so fast? It seems absurd. I mean, this guy hasn't won a match in since 2009. That's when he joined the company, folks. Okay. Hasn't won a match since 2009 since he joined the company. Well, that's they not, even, a, they, not true. They didn't even win matches in FCW if FCW was a thing. Right? Was released, not having won any matches. Comes back, has not won any matches. Now he was the number one contenders match for the WWE Championship. This is exactly what I'm talking about, Corey. You have a chance to build stars with Bray Wyatt. You don't do that. Then instead you give this guy who has not won a match since he's been in the company now being a number one contender for the WWE Championship, which is the most prestigious belt in the company. It's, it, it is. It, it's Listen, I, I wouldn't mind Jinder Mahal getting a push. I'd be okay with that. Have him with the Bollywood boys. Have him win some matches. You know, have him. You know, have him. Maybe even win that number one contenders match for the U.S. title. That's fine. For the WWE World Heavyweight Title, what are we saying about this belt? Then Randy Orton comes out and starts cutting a promo on Bray Wyatt while facing the guy who just won the match. So he doesn't take him. He, he's taking. Jinder Mahal as seriously as we're taking him as an audience. I don't know. They must have some India deal. I, I know they have a new CEO or of, of the company in India. Maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. Jinder Mahal has been there a long time. It looks like a brick shit house. So he's in fantastic shape. He's got veins popping out of everywhere. God bless him for being in shape. But, I mean, he just gave, well, I don't even want to say about the injury, but He's left. He's never. I mean, Corey, has he wrestled a match longer than five minutes since he's been in the company, other than on maybe WWE main event? 
Yeah, I mean, how do you give this guy a world title shot on a pay-per-view? Now, I think there's a good chance he doesn't even make it to the pay-per-view really? to okay. fight for the title. Yeah, I think there's a chance he doesn't even make it. Corey, the main event of a fucking pay-per-view is going to have Jinder Mahal in it? Come on! Come on! He hasn't even been on a pay-per-view on, on the Raw pay-per-view. I don't even think he's been on a show. He was on the one match with Rusev where they, made, they didn't even advertise him. Why are we excited about this guy? Oh, my God. I mean, God, God bless him for getting a shot. I'm not ripping Jinder Mahal. God bless him for getting opportunity. But can they build him to something? He's going to wrestle in this match. He's going to get absolutely destroyed. And then he's going to be wrestling Kurt Hawkins or whatever jobbers they have on, on SmackDown Live. What a mess. It is interesting, the idea that if you ask most people what the what they want to be the main event for that payback or backlash, it's backlash, right? Backlash uh, sure. pay-per-view, they're going to say AJ versus Kevin Owens, which should be spectacular. Or AJ versus Orton. Or AJ versus Orton. Well, I'm just saying what we have already scheduled. We have AJ going up for the U.S. title, either versus Kevin Owens or Chris Jericho, whoever wins their match at payback. Yeah. Maybe that won't be the main event. Who knows? Maybe the WWE title will be like what CM Punk had. It'll always be on the undercard. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It sure seems like it's going to be on the, uh, on the undercard with the way they're promoting it. They're not really promoting it that much. And it's true. I mean, think about this. When was the last time you saw a number one contenders match for pretty much anything that's not the you know the tag team titles in the first half of like the first hour of your show? Are they are they are they joking with us with with this? Is this a, a joke? Who the hell was in this match? Eric Rowan? Jinder Mahal? This is like the... It was a jobber. It was basically a jobber jo- battle. No offense to Luke, Luke Harper and Sami Zayn. I like them a lot, of course. But this is a jobber number one contenders match. Zayn's lost every week for the last couple of weeks on, on Raw. Luke Harper hasn't won a match in, in months. Eric Rowan hasn't been there in months. He's never won a match. This is... This is the guys who have never won a match. Randy Orton has more title victories than these guys have victories in the last year combined. He has 14 14 championships. He probably has more victories than those guys have combined in the last year. Yet now one of them is going to be facing him for the WWE World Heavyweight title. Come on! (laughs) Don't insult their intelligence. Do you think that this, well, one like I said before, that this might have been done because of trying to get more interest from an India deal. But and this is me total, you know, conspiracy theory out here, but do you think this has anything to do with trying to get the heat off of JBL and the Mauro Noel story, which basically had since this has happened, the smart marks out there have basically forgotten about that story and now we're all upset about Jinder Mahal. Do you think there's any idea it was like No, that, look that, somewhere that, else? No, that, that has not that has nothing to do with it. Okay. It's the twenty four hour news cycle, right? I mean Something happens, then something else happens, and something else happens, we forget about it. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with Jinder Mahal. I think the India thing makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing, that has nothing to do with it. Um, now, should JB have a job? Probably not. But that's, I guess, a whole other can of work. Corey, I'll be honest with you. We're going to talk about this over the next 40 minutes, hour or so. I'm not impressed with the WWE at all. I haven't been impressed with wrestling the last couple of weeks. I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm, 
I'm pretty down on what's what's happening kind of in general, but mm-hmm. we can talk about that as a theme as, as we go along here. Absolutely. No, no problem. Um, one other thing, just a small thing I just found funny. You have the Bollywood boys who I don't think the average person even know they exist. And aren't they supposed to be on Raw as part of the Cruiserweights? Had they all of a sudden, you know, jump ship? I, I'd like to see how they explain that one. Well, Which they won't. that one is actually, that's not a big See, you, you, I don't know why you, listen. I'm just saying continuity-wise. No, like, like you just said, no one even knows who they are. So it doesn't matter that they're on SmackDown. That's fine. I mean, I, I don't even know if they've been, they've been on Raw, what, once or twice? Yes, or that, maybe. It, that's fine. I'm, I'm, that part I'm glad with. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they give Jinder Mahal a little stable they're giving him a chance. He's ne- he's never really had a chance to run with anything. He's never been given a push. So I'm glad they're giving him a push. But number one contender for the, the, the title, the main title in the company, is, is absurd to me. I mean, who, who would have thought that all three members of the three-man band would be back and the one who's getting a title shot is Jinder Mahal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. The three-man band. They've been this, like, you know what I mean? They've actually been doing all right now. Yeah. Galloway wrestled a ridiculous match in NXT last week. Gets only one. He's number one contender. And he's later, you know, he's doing all right. Hey, he's avoiding getting killed by Braun Strowman. Smart man. You know, let's let's talk about Braun Strowman, unless you have more to talk about in regards to Ginger Mahal. But I think Bye. Braun Strowman is a very interesting case. I think WWE storytellers would say that he's a heel. But watching what they've done over the last two weeks, he is he feels like one of the biggest baby faces in the company. I mean uh, I, I, I disagree. You, you just think I, it's anti Roman Reigns? I, I disagree because if you look at that crowd um the, the crowd on Monday, um some of them were cheering but a lot of them were booing. It was more of a mixed reaction. I think you look at the hardcore crowds, and yes, the hardcore crowds are going to be on him, or they're going to be cheering him, whatever. The crowds were more mixed, you know. They're, they're you know in different kind of towns. He did get some mixed, you know, some mixed thing. And the Big Show match, people were really rooting hard for the Big Show. So I don't, I, I know that's kind of the the smart mark reaction, but I, I don't really necessarily think that that's that's been the case. I think when he goes against Reigns, they're going to be rooting for Strowman because they hate Reigns. But I don't think they're turning Strowman into a babyface necessarily, no. I don't know. I thought that opening promo that he had to start the show, and especially the interaction with Kurt Angle, I thought he came off like a. I thought he came out with like a babyface. And then the the week before, which I, we can talk about in a moment, I thought that attack and the way that everything was done there, I thought he came off like a babyface. I mean, especially the well, fact I, that it I went don't on. think he came off like a babyface. He attacked. Reigns, who's a heel, or who's a babyface, who should be a heel, whatever. He attacked Reigns. He's in a feud with Reigns. So he's always, I mean, he's done the same thing that he's done this whole time. He, he's been beat, he's had a feud with Reigns forever. Mm-hmm. He says he's going to beat everybody up. Um, when a- Angle did say he was going to suspend him, and people booed that because they didn't want him suspended. But um, to say that, that he is. They're intentionally having him come off like a babyface. I don't know if that's accurate. Maybe down the road, that's what they're looking to do. But um, I, 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 you could be right on that. But I, I think that you know. Now, if you're saying they're setting up for him down the road being a babyface, maybe that's what they're setting up. But I don't. I don't think so. 
what we will see on that. Uh, and let's just get into it quickly. What did you think of, like I said, we haven't been in the last two weeks. What did you think of the attack on Roman Reigns? Me personally, I thought it was really well done. But when we went back for the third time to turn over the ambulance, I think it came a little bit too comical. But before that, I thought it was a really well done, beat down, you know, trying to tell a story there. What did you think? Yes, I agree 100%. I think until the, you know, uh, the whole ambulance and, and whatever, um, it's it was it was really good. And then after that, yeah, it got a little comical. Okay? It got a little, you know, too... Two eight 1980s-ish. But, yeah, I thought it was a good attack. Uh, I'm glad Reigns hopefully does not appear until the pay-per-view. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was a good attack. It's a good way to set up another match with them. And uh, it was well done. And even the end, listen, I, I, I didn't like it. Um, but I, I think that it was still a good attack overall. They did a good job there. And I thought it was really funny. I don't know if you remember this or not, but the fans, when he... When Braun uh, threw uh, Roman Reigns off, they're, they're chanting, you deserve it. <laughs> Roman Reigns getting basically getting killed. It is amazing the heat this man is getting in Roman Reigns, which means he's doing something right also on the same, you know, same end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think Strowman, uh, be, whether he's a babyface, heel, whatever, he is building up a good reaction from the audience. Even when he came out against Brock, uh, people took him seriously. So I, I do think he's, you know, listen, he's, he, he's never going to be Ric Flair in the ring. But I think he's passable. I think the audience really likes him or, or, or has some reaction toward him, I should say. And, you know, there's not many real legit big men in wrestling. And he's one of the few. So he's getting a good reaction from the crowd for sure. I mean, that Big Show match, the crowd was really into that match. Now, one thing that I, moving on to... Uh Last week's SmackDown, I mean, WWE Superstar Shakeup, which I don't know if that's the greatest name in the world, but it is what it is. One thing I will give them credit for, especially and, uh, as much as we want to go and you know bury JBL as much as we can right now, one of the things that they got over really strong was that the biggest acquisition of this draft for SmackDown was Charlotte Flair, and I really think the stuff that they've done with her in the last two weeks has really made it, and I understand that fans are fickle and you forget something 10 minutes after it happens, but the stuff they've done with her in the last two weeks makes you forget about the fact that, you know, she basically went out on her back for the last, like, month of her on Raw. You know, I think they really did a good job with Charlotte, and I do understand why people think she is, you know, one of the best women in this company. Yeah, they've put her over hard. I think they've made her look like a star. Um, and I think you look at the brand split, I think, or the draft, the superstar shakeup, they've definitely made her look like the biggest part of it, which I think is awesome. Um, and she has been the biggest star. She looked like the biggest star. Now, in comparison to some of the other women on the show, um, you know, it is it is a bunch of ham and eggers. But, yeah, I, I think it was a, it's a great shakeup. I think whenever these women come up from NXT, they're definitely going to go to SmackDown, whether that be Asuka, Ember Moon down the road, Billy Kay or Peyton Royce, because the, the lack of depth in the women's division with Nikki maybe not there anymore is, is, is pretty sad. I mean, Natalia, Carmella, and Tamina, like those are the women that were there? Jesus. And, and who, what, what happened to uh, 
the redhead, uh, Becky Lynch. I mean, she's yeah, maybe she's her. All right, so Becky, Becky Lynch, I totally forgot about. But again, I guess they're they're probably setting up Becky doesn't need to be part of that group. So I guess uh, Becky, Naomi, and um, Charlotte. I mean, that that's kind of it right now. So, uh, but you're right; they definitely built up Charlotte to be a big deal. Even on Talking Smack, I, I watched both of them. Uh, that show's really not been great either, by the way, lately. But um, Shane mentioned on both shows about Charlotte being such a big acquisition. He, like, made sure he made uh, a concerted effort to point that out. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And let's be honest, what you just said there, that, that was the key word why I think SmackDown, uh, Talking Smack has not been very good. Shane McMahon. There's, there's a chemistry between Daniel Bryant and Renee, and there, there isn't that chemistry with with Shane and maybe over time I, I don't know but, I, I think the Miz not being there Ambrose not being there um I, you know those are those are probably two of the biggest contributors to talking smack Cena not being here uh Corbin not being there um or Corbin hasn't been on the last couple weeks but mm-hmm. yeah I think you look at the people who have contributed to talking smack and they're trying to bring some new people and the show has not been great I, I think Part of it is Shane, I agree, but I think I, I think another part of it is the people who are there. They they don't necessarily know the flow of it just yet. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But the show itself, if it keeps going like this, I probably won't be watching that much more. But we'll see. Okay. Uh, well, what you th- going back to Charlotte quickly? What do you think of their match this this week? Uh, her and uh, Naomi. Do you think they had good chemistry? Do you think it was? Yeah. Uh, what, it's what some good, some some good, some bad. Not only is like such a good athlete that she gets a little sloppy sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but I do think her and Charlotte have potential to have some good matches. They, there was some real good sequencing there, so um, a little sloppy, but I do think they could work on that, and I think they'll have a good match next week. Do you think we get a title change, or do you think we get the, the only mean, other women getting a Who the hell knows? I mean, really, they, Naomi should win um, to establish her as a legit fighting champion. Because then if she loses, then okay, then who the hell is going to beat Charlotte? Becky Lynch? Okay. That's it. They, 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 they made the, you know, uh, Natalia said she had a plan, which clearly did not work. The, the other women look like complete jobbers. And if Naomi loses two weeks in a row, then she looks like a jobber. I mean, you, you have to make Naomi win the match. But who the hell knows? I mean, I, I don't know. I also thought Bray should have won at WrestleMania. So who knows what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, it will be interesting. Uh, speaking of people, quickly, who were on Talking Smack this week, they're, they're no longer the Shining Stars. Uh, they're now the Colognes. This is another example, and you can tell me I'm nitpicking, but this is another example, just like Jinder Mahal, guys who basically haven't won more than, like, three matches in the whole, in the last, you know, year, all of a sudden come on a new show, have a new gimmick, which I'm fine with, but then you're beating one of your most established tag teams. kind of just feels like, I understand you want to make an impact, but it feels like SmackDown is kind of is just throwing everything against the wall right now. Once this, you know, basically roster split happened again, and they're just moving. There's no story progression. It's just all right. The clones are here. We're going to beat the uh, the former tag team champions clean. Yeah. So I mean, what they're doing with Alpha is just ridiculous. But um, I think it's more less that they're beating the American Alpha, or more that they're beating a team and more that it's American Alpha because they, they just haven't done a great job with them. Sure. Um, the Colognes actually were, for the most part, were losing, but they were winning some match. They weren't like the Vaude villains were on SmackDown or the Ascension. 
Um, so I could see them giving them a little push. You could have still called them the Shining Stars, but I guess they're going with the whole family ties and the colognes and whatever, but they've done that before. It's like the 15th iteration of the colognes. Um, uh, so I don't like them beating the American Alpha, which seems to lose all the time. Uh, so that's more my issue. But, you know, there's not that many tag teams, and I guess if they beat up, I don't know, Brizango, is anyone going to really give a crap? Probably not. Uh, so, you know, I guess that they had to do what they had to do there. But I would have liked maybe another attack, you know, beat up another team. You know, don't win a match. Just beat up, beat up a bunch of teams and say, we're here to kick ass and we don't care, and you know, whatever it is. Um, I mean, the Shield didn't wrestle a match for a while. Didn't they just beat people's ass for a while. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, have them just do that. Like, I, I don't understand why we've got to do this thing where a team has to win automatically, like the second week they're there. I don't. The booking at WWE leaves a lot to be desired, and it, it annoys me because they they can do things so well, like with the Shield, but instead they kind of go to this kind of lazy. To me, it's like lazy booking. Oh, we had the Cologne beat up the American, American Alpha. Now let's make them win in kind of a cheating, weird motion. And then now we're establishing them? No, they're hurting American Alpha, who continue to lose. So, I don't know. I mean, it is going to be interesting. Let's talk about a couple other guys quickly from this who went over to SmackDown on the roster uh, shakeup. Uh, Kevin Owens, do you think this is a good move for him? Or do you think he's just staying in place? I mean, I think he gets off of a show with way too many other big guys, and I think he has a chance now with the AJ feud and some other stuff to really freshen up. I mean, he's, gonna be, he's basically going to still be the same guy for the most part, but I think him going over to SmackDown, I think, is, is good. D- didn't yeah. love the idea of, you know, still having to stay with Sami Zayn for the rest of his life, but I mean, I liked Owens going to SmackDown. I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I, you know, Zayn could have stayed on Raw, but, you know, Corey, they don't want to wrestle each other. I mean, they can make it, you know, it's a two-hour show. A lot of those rugs, I felt like they put Zayn and Owens on because they needed to, you know, they said, listen, these guys have a good chemistry and they can wrestle a 15-minute match and we need to kill 15 minutes here. Um, hopefully, the thought is on SmackDown they keep each other away from each other. And then maybe we see the match a year down the road or something, then it's not a big deal. Uh, but you have some interesting feuds for Owens. You have AJ, you have Randy Orton, you have Nakamura. Um, so, you know, you do have some guys for him to... to to face possibly down the road. You know, Ziggler you could even throw in there at some point, whether he wants to turn babyface or heel. Oh, God, please just stick with something. with. Yeah, I don't know. But you know what I mean. So th- there's, there are some feuds for him, for him to, to have. Um, and, you know, they're starting that anti-Shane thing, and they didn't want him, which he kind of has said for a while. He's That is a thing that he has said in the past. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think on Talking Smack, he'll be an interesting guy on there. He even referenced it. So, you know, I think it's good for him, and I think he could do some real good things on there. And even the Sami Zayn thing, I don't mind as much. Assuming they keep them, they, you know, they keep they keep them, they keep those two separate. Sorry, hopefully they keep those two separate. If they do, I think there'll be there's a chance that a, the acquisition could be good for both of them. Uh, looking quickly, uh, New Day. I think this is the best thing that could have ever happened to them, getting a fresh start. I wonder if they'll just keep on doing vignettes until Kofi's healthy or if we'll see um, Big E and uh, Xavier doing some tag team stuff will be interesting I think I, I like the idea of keeping them away I like the idea of them not being there 
and you know uh, at all and then maybe they come back and then they start infighting and whatever I, I think they should stay away for a while we've we've seen a lot of the new day and a lot of the same things over the last year and a half two years let's let's keep them away for a couple of weeks and build anticipation for them returning I, I i would agree with that i mean i could i think though they also mostly want to do the you know the, the uso versus new day again which they had good chemistry you know a while back but um the uh, yes sin car is there and i don't particularly care he got uh, put in a dumpster i think we're good with them sorry, i think it was the police who got put in the dumpster uh oh, whatever same difference <laughs> Uh, Rusev and Lana are now. Rusev is out with the injury for a little bit longer. Lana looks like she's playing some sort of dancer slash stripper. I'm not sure. I mean, I know she put in a little time in NXT working some house show matches, but I don't know. Do we really need to see her in the ring? I would hold no, her. Uh, I think she's. I will. It, it sounds like she's put more than a little bit of time in. Okay. So, so if she really wants this, God bless her. Any person, you know, man, woman, or whatever who really wants to achieve their dream and wants to do it, then I, I give them all the credit in the world. Um, hopefully she's got a, you know, better in the ring than with her accent, because you see that's been dwindling. Um, you know, I don't know, Corey. She's probably going to be terrible. Um, the issue is she's going to go to SmackDown, which already have some women that are struggling in the ring, and they're going to really have to carry her. So... You know, and she's a heel too, so I, you know, or maybe I, I, I don't know. Maybe she's gonna be a babyface. I don't know. Um, it, it's gonna be she's gonna be a rough watch initially for sure. True. And um, the other one, like I was saying, was Rusev, who's hurt. Yeah, wonder, and Rusev, I think, I think if they push him right, Corey, he has a chance to be. I mean, he has really, for me, he's grown on me more than, and I've liked him from NXT. Right. But he can play the the comedic role. He's gotten a lot better in the mic. He is awesome in the ring. He could still be that badass heel that they should have. Um, I think he could even be a baby face. I, I really like Rusev, and I think he's going to be one of the more underrated acquisitions, depending on what they do with him. If he's just a complete comedy guy again, then it's not going to work. But if they you know, do something good with his character, I think he's got a chance to really do some good things on SmackDown. I agree, and I'm, I'm guessing, I'm totally, you know, just throwing out here, I'm guessing if he was healthy right now, I think he would be the person who was, who would have this Jinder Mahal spot for this, you know, B-level pay-per-view facing Orton. I think he would have been the a much better fit, but of course he's hurt, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of heels that are ready, not that Jinder is, but there doesn't seem like there's a lot of heels on the SmackDown side that were ready to go and take that spot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because Rusev... <clears throat> you could have put him in that spot and it would have made sense. People right. would have said, oh, Rusev, come on. People would have said, okay, I get it. You know, he'll lose, but I get him being in there. Right. Uh, last SmackDown thing for me, because we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet, what are your thoughts of the first two weeks of the uh, Shinsuke Nakamura experiment? Do you think that Dolph is the right guy for his first feud? Uh, what's your thoughts there? I think Dolph's the perfect guy. Um, he is a He's really good in the ring. The fans do care about him, at least a little bit. And so, um, you know, he's pretty good on the mic. So, yeah, I think he's the perfect first guy to have a feud with. They'll have some good matches. I think their chemistry in the ring is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to those matches. So, yeah, no, I think he's the perfect guy. The fans obviously have taken a liking to him. Um, you know, it's so funny. You talk to fans about, you know, Japanese wrestling and these fans and fans of, the, of our podcast, listen to our podcast. I don't watch Japanese wrestling. I don't really know what's going on. 
And then, you know, we're, you know, you and I had the opportunity to hang out this weekend and go to this uh, brewery, uh, Gun Hill Brewery in the Bronx, and the guy's got a Shinsuke Nakamura t-shirt. So it's funny how, like, these guys get big out of, and we don't know why, but um, Nakamura is really big. The fans really, really are taking a liking to him. Um, you know, Court Bauer said that he predicted he'd be a big star, and it looks like that's where they're going with him. And, I, you know, I see him being WWE champion within, you know, year and a half or so. I mean, I would not be surprised at all if, uh, if your Raw side main event for WrestleMania is Brock, and Roman, which everybody speaks of, and if your SmackDown side isn't, you know, AJ Styles and Nakamura come WrestleMania next year. I know I'm just throwing that out there, but I mean, I, I yeah, see I mean, that. Everybody thing. said that. Well, I mean, that's that's what everyone's saying, and I and I and I don't disagree at all with that. I think that's <clears throat> that's something that absolutely that's absolutely a possibility. Now, do you last thing on this? Do you do you see them holding off until Backlash, which I think is in the. I guess either the beginning or middle of I think it's five May. weeks, they said. I think five weeks from now. So do you think they wait five weeks to have Nakamura's first in-ring match, or does he debut in some sort of squash match on SmackDown Live? WWE likes to rush things, right? They don't like to do the anticipation thing as much anymore. So because uh, of that, I expect us to get a match. Um, but it, I think it makes sense to hold up to the pay-per-view. I agree. I mean, that is a long time for the for them basically just to be, you know, talking, you know. We will see. Oh, it's May 21st, actually, so that's uh, that's a little while away. Uh, all right, uh, moving on to Raw. Any quick thoughts on uh, the shakedown, smackdown, whatever we want? I'm sorry. Uh, Shake-up? Yes. Well, the, the Miz and Ambrose just had a feud, right? And now they have another feud. I don't know. That, that you know, I mean... I don't know. Can you keep those guys away from each other? You know, I like Ambrose and The Miz going to Raw separately. Although, I don't know. You could have kept The Miz on SmackDown. I mean, but I don't mind Ambrose going. That I think that's okay. Interesting now that all three members of The Shield are now on Raw. Yeah. I don't know if that, if, if that <clears throat> means anything necessarily for the for the future. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, Ambrose being on there is good. Um, the, you know, the women they acquired, I think, are, are you know, Bliss, I know you like her, and, you know, she's getting a shot. So I think, the, you know, and the fact that Mickey James, I think, is a good stable, a, a good hand, so I think she'll be good on Raw. Although her crowd reaction has been really weak, but I'm surprised. Um, yeah, so I think some of the, you know, some of the, you know, obviously Finn Balor coming back from injury is really the, their biggest, probably their biggest acquisition. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Superstar shakeup for Raw was okay. Uh, but I don't know why the Miz and Dean Ambrose are having a feud, basically saying the same things that you know that uh, Ambrose said that, that Cena said to Ambrose. I don't. I, I, that feud to me leaves a lot to be desired. But uh, I agree. It, it almost feels like all right. Uh, well, basically, what did happen was you had that was the feud that was was basically cut short once WrestleMania season came. It almost feels like all right, we're going back to. This. I mean, I. I, I like the idea of the Miz going to Raw. It almost feels like he's graduated from being so good on SmackDown that they're giving him a chance on the A show. Now I know that they're both supposed to be A, you know, one A, one B, you know, one B, basically at this point. But I think this is the idea that Miz put on some great, you know, talking segments, all this other stuff. And I think this is a reward. And I think Dean Ambrose really needed, you know, what they say like a new coat of paint and. 
and I think he needs to change up a little bit of his character. I just think his yes, his character is over in its own way, but in its in other ways, it's very stale. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't disagree. We'll, we'll see what they we'll see what they do with these guys. I don't know. Now the big surprise, which we brought up a second for a second earlier, is Bray Wyatt going from main event. Well, not main event. He'd be you know one of the headliners for WrestleMania in the world title to going over to Raw, which kind of felt like out of nowhere. I mean, a lot of rumors coming into this was that AJ Styles was going to be the big guy coming over to Raw. It winds up being Bray Wyatt. What do you think of this whole thing? I think of Bray Wyatt going over to Raw and having this House of Fun match or House of Horrors, whatever they're called. Yeah. And basically, it's not even for the title now. It just seems very weird. I think it's terrible. I think it's terrible. I think it's absolutely terrible. First of all, where's his rematch? He lost the title. Where's his rematch for the title? Why doesn't he get a rematch? That's the first thing. Secondly, who gives a shit? Why? Who gives a shit about this match now? He lost the title already. Now he's gonna wrestle him in his kind of match and beat him. What's that gonna do for him? And what's that gonna do for Orton if he loses that match? If, if he, as a WWE champion, loses this match to a guy on Raw, and he's gonna show up on SmackDown and say, "Well, I lost the match, but I'm still the champion." That's gonna make him look like crap too. I think it's terrible. I think it's terrible. And and you know, I've been banging this drum on this very podcast to buddies of mine on Twitter at work to shoot pod. What they've done to Bray Wyatt is an absolute travesty. Absolute travesty. Because now he's gonna be on Raw. He's has no chance of being Universal Champion. You have Rollins, Balor, Reigns, Lesnar. All in the pecking order ahead of Bray Wyatt. There's no way he's going to be champion. He's going to continue to have these promos, these weird promos, which mean nothing. And maybe they'll have him beat Samoa Joe. Maybe they'll have him beat Keith Slater and Rhino in a handicap match. What they've done to him is an absolute travesty. He went from possibly being one of the top three or four guys in the company to now being a mid-carder. That's what they've done to him. I think it's I think it's a disgrace. I think it's an absolute disgrace. And you know what I did the other day? For the first time in a while, I fast-forwarded a Bray Wyatt promo. You know why? Because I don't give a shit what he says. Because they don't have him ever win matches. Uh, we, we have invested in this guy, Corey. For how long have we invested in this guy? To see him get to the mountain. To see him get to the top. He finally gets there. He loses within two months. Why do we care anymore? He's had his house burnt down, or Abigail's, he's had the house burnt down, and he lost the title. Why do we care about his character anymore? You tell me. Why should we invest in this guy anymore? Why should we give a shit? Who's he going to be? Hey, you got, you got a lot of good points there. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I feel as strongly as you do, because I think when you go over to a new show, you get a fresh start. But I mean, a fresh start core, who's he going to be? Well, do you want me to give you one? To me, that's the issue. I get the. I hear what you're saying with the first start. Who's he going to be? They have this guy job all the time. And, you know, good feuds he has, definitely, the, you know, the range feud or whatever. He doesn't win these feuds ever, really, other than when they're really, you know, mid, like, you know lower mid-card guys. He doesn't win these feuds. Who's he going to feud with on Raw and beat? Balor, no. Rollins, no. Reigns, no. Lesnar, no. Those are that's it. If you're not beating those guys, then you're a mid-carder on Raw. Can I 
Can I give you, uh, can I throw you out an idea that I have kind of heard about, which is not, no fact to it, but it's an Go idea ahead, that bring, might work? Bring it well, let's just say once WWE and Anthem Entertainment or Anthem Sports figures out what they're doing with the Broken Hardys, that the way that Matt, ha- Matt Hardy goes back to being broken is doing something with Bray Wyatt. All right, great. But, I mean, wonderful. But, but uh, great. I, I, I don't care. Okay. He, okay, so now he's going to go against a tag team wrestler. Like, wonderful. I mean, sure, that could be fun, but it's still not accomplishing the goal. This, the, the guy's goal that he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be beating somebody who is an upper-level guy. Matt Hardy, I love him. And he's back in the WWE, and I, you know, hopefully he'll be broken hearted. That's still a mid card gimmick. He's not gonna be champion with the broken hearted gimmick. I, I got, I, I got news for the internet. I, I don't see Matt Hardy broken. Matt Hardy not broken. Matt Hardy being WWE champion. I don't see it. I could be completely wrong. I see him being a mid carder with a fun gimmick, similar to Bray Wyatt. But we've invested in Bray Wyatt in years, and this guy is the exact same in the same position that he was in years ago. The same spot. I so, so go ahead, Matt Hardy. It'll be fun. It'll be different. It'll be interesting. That's great. He, and he'll probably win that feud. But who knows? That's not even a given. And, and we have to wait to see when he becomes broken again and when all that stuff happens. That's true. Uh, and, and oh, also, yes. they better get to this broken thing soon because the you know the old school Hardy Boys, it, it, it's not going over that great with the audience. But uh, I can see what you're saying. I mean, I, I think the crowd reaction wasn't it wasn't like that for those, those those first couple of weeks. It was all right. They're back to being the Hardys again. They're gonna have to do something different with these guys. They're gonna have to go back to their old their their gimmick, or else we're just gonna have a Another nostalgia tag team out there. So basically, what I said a couple of weeks ago that if they don't become the the Broken Hardys, they're basically the Dudleys again. Well, no, you basically said, are they going to be the Dudleys again? And I said, I said, I mean, if they're not, I assume they were going to be the Broken Hardys. Right. So I mean, you know, but the Dudleys. And now again, the difference is Dudleys didn't win the title their first night, so right. the Dudleys put just put teams over. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if they're one and the same, but um, I, I don't think it's not comparing apples to apples to me. Uh, but still, they need to be broken in, in order to get over with the audience. If not, they're just another nice tag team. They need to separate themselves. And what you're saying is they might not even be a tag team. They might be facing Bray Wyatt. Ugh. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens, definitely. Uh, I guess this wouldn't be a good time to ask you a uh, your uh, how, how much interest you have in, in payback? Uh. None, none. What 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 what, is it, what, are, what do we have here? The House of Horrors match. I don't give a shit. Uh, strongman against Reigns. I don't give a shit. Really? All right. not even on the show. Where's Lesnar? Did he win the title? <laughs> is he wrestling anybody? No, no. He's oh not. no! The the champion of the company is not wrestling. No. No, I don't have any interest. No. <laughs> Rollins and Joe will be an interesting match. Ambrose and Miz, that'll be on that. I don't give a shit. Hardys and Seamus and Cesaro, I don't care. Don't care. You know what? 
I'll, I'll read Jason Powell's review on the show. No, thank you. <laughs> Jason has reached his boiling point. Very nice. Um, not much else to talk about on the uh, WWE front, I don't think, unless there's something I'm forgetting about. Um, just want to quickly touch on, unfortunately, the injury bug has hit WWE again. Uh, we have one half of the revival is now out. Uh, I believe it's uh, Dash Wilder, Broken Jaw. So he's out for a month and a half. You know, it's just, uh, it's amazing all these injuries that happen at, at these terrible times. Um, it's wrestling. There's never a good time for an injury, Corey. There's, there's never a good time for an injury. I agree, but when it's, you did know, you know, two weeks ago, it's... Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it sucks. It's wrestling. These guys get hurt. It's a, it's a physical... You know, it's a physical, whatever you want to call it, a sport. I don't know if you want to call it a sport, but, you know, there's a lot of physicality involved. These guys really get hurt. It's a, it is unfortunate that they got hurt at this time, for sure. They were going to get, I think, a nice push. I agree. Um, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but apparently uh, this AAA and Impact, um, uh, I'm sorry, not the Impact Wrestling yeah, now have a, a deal together and... Apparently, which this is why I want to get your point of view on, because you are just like me. You're you're a supporter of Lucha Underground. Apparently, Lucha Underground stars who are with AAA, which is pretty much everyone, will be able to appear on Impact, but not in their Lucha Underground gimmick. What's your thoughts on What's your thoughts on the idea of seeing these guys on? I know that you don't get Impact, but maybe your interest level, the idea of seeing some of these guys on the program. But not being able to use the gimmick that you know has gotten them over, if at all, in the in the U.S. Yeah. So uh, pro wrestling sheet did report this. They also put. Uh, they also had a tweet from Ricochet, uh, Ricochet Prince Puma, and um, I'm, I'm, it, this is not verbatim here, but something along the lines of, "So I can appear in Impact, but I can't appear in Ring of Honor." Huh. So um, interesting quote from Ricochet there. Uh, yeah, I, Corey. I don't know. Like. So, so is, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know, let's say Phoenix, for instance, or whatever. Is Phoenix going to come out and then be Corey Richmond? Like, is that who's going to be appearing? Like, what is that? Half the reason these guys are over is because of their gimmicks. So now they're just going to be wrestlers on the show, or are they going to have different gimmicks? Um, That's what they're going to uh, So Johnny Mundo is going to be Johnny Nitro? Um, Rey Mysterio, obviously, you would think would, would be Rey Mysterio, but and so uh, the the guy who the uh, little monster, he's gonna come out and be what's he gonna be? Jeff Cobb. So Matanza's gonna be Jeff Cobb, uh, American Olympian. <laughs> I think get, I think so you get more more over with that. But that's just my opinion. Uh, so stupid. I don't know. I mean, it, it'll be what it's gonna be. I think the thing is, you know. What do they do, right? So, it, it, let's say it's Ricochet, for instance. Is he not going to have a mask? Is he going to have a mask that is not Puma-like? Is he going to be called Prince Jaguar? I mean, like, what What would be the difference of the gimmicks in these guys? And, um, you know, how's that going to play? I don't know how, you know, what what they would do these guys, you know, are they going to give them a push? Or are they just going to be more um, just talent to come out and put the TNA guys over? 
that part will be interesting. Um, there are interesting elements to it, but I don't think it'll have much of an impact because I don't see uh, TNA having the AAA guys, um, you know, have you know beating the TNA guys. I think the AAA guys would probably put over the TNA guys more often than not. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting thing to look at if some of these guys get on, if they get, you know, could this lead into problems and the idea of you want to use one guy, but you can't really put them over as strong as you want to because they're, you know, they have a whole other character, another company. It will be interesting to see, you know, I think if Ricochet was there, I think he would go by Ricochet. I know you were joking what you were saying, but I think, uh, I think he, he owns the character named Ricochet, so I think he'd be okay. But, I think yeah, he's, but he's not Ricochet. He's Prince Puma on the on the other show. I mean, Ricochet is different, right? Because he's established himself as kind of two different guys in two different companies. And he'd go to the WWE and he could be Ricochet and it'd be, you know, it, it'd be a thing. But some of these guys, Matanza, for instance, I mean, what, what the hell is he going to be? You know, so some of the, you know, Mysterio would be different. Some of the guys would be different. But uh, so it'll be interesting. And then the other thing, Cage is going to come out. What's he going to do? Lose the Rockstar Spud? I mean, they're going to have to really figure out how they're going to do it. Um, and I don't know if I believe in TNA enough to believe that they know how to do it. So I am not completely optimistic about this partnership. I, and like I said, if it works, the idea of both both shows being able to do house shows, which it looks like, and doing some other stuff, I'm not against it, but I'm like you. I, I am skeptical. But you know what? I do think the idea of some of these guys getting more publicity because pop has more viewers than el ray network i do think it it will help some of these guys you know maybe get more used to being on tv and different being to a different audience which always helps so i think there could be good coming out of this but i agree with you it's still wait and see to see yeah. how oh and, and just one quick note um uh according to pro wrestling sheet uh, lucha underground officials are confident that there will be a fourth season so a lot of episodes are in the can for the th- second half of the third season. Yeah, they're all done, right? You know, they're all done. So um, they are confident that there will be a fourth season. So, you know, I guess that I, you know, I guess we'll see. But just wanted to throw that out there for any Lucha Underground fans listening. All right. Um, I think it's a good point in the show to let people know uh, once again how they can follow us on Twitter and uh, let us know, give us some reviews on you know iTunes. Sure. Before we do that, though. Okay. Um, actually, I'll do that, and then I want to get to something. All right. So we're at Work Shoot Pod on Twitter. Uh, Corey's at Paladin808. You can check us out on iTunes at The Work Shoot Podcast. You can check us out on Stitcher at The Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Look us up on Facebook. On Facebook? On Facebook. Uh, the Work Shoot Podcast. The Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. We have a page. We have a group. Um, please become a part of both. We update the podcast. Uh, also check out our website www.blogtalkradio.com backslash work shoot podcast uh, so that's how you get in touch with us uh, I, I want to talk about Shabbat because um, I talked to a friend of mine and he said he's read some things from, from Meltzer about Shabbat so I want to get your take on it we didn't talk about it last week Shabbat is you're in mind you know, one of our favorite guys for sure Absolutely. he wrestled a hellacious match against Okada Mm-hmm. Did a headbutt spot in the match where he actually headbutted the guy, started bleeding, um, and finished the match out. It was a great match. It was uh, backstage, you know, supposedly collapsed and had a subdural, subdural hematoma. 
which is basically bleeding in the brain. Mm -hmm. They had to do a procedure to stop the bleeding in the brain, and it appears that he's okay and healthy. However, the rumor is, is that he'll never be able to wrestle again because he won't be cleared by doctors because he could, you know, it could easily happen again once it happens once. We've also heard that this is a storyline, but the more and more we're hearing is that it's going to be a, um, that, that he may have to retire from the ring. I just want to get your thoughts on that. Do you think it still could be a storyline thing? Um, what are your thoughts about the match itself? I Well, first, I whenever something's going on in wrestling, especially in Japan, you, everything can be a story to work yes. to a big return down the line. So, I mean, am I skeptical? Absolutely. I mean, I've also heard from, you know, Meltzer's of the world that at first he had no no recollection of the match itself. Now he's, gotten, he's able to remember the match. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Um, I thought it was a spectacular match. It's one of the maybe the four or five best matches of the year. And that's no coincidence that mostly three of them star Okada, who is the best worker in the world. You know, right now, as much as we love Omega and Naito and other guys, but that's off subject. But uh, that spot, and just like we both spoke about this when it comes to Lucha Underground, the idea of them still having unprotected chair shots to the head. This is another thing. That match was borderline perfect. There was no need for that. And it just makes you scratch your head going... What are these people thinking? I mean, it's one thing when you have, you know, Ishii, Ishii versus Shibata. When they, that's their type of match. Would it kill these guys? I understand it's a pride thing. You know, to put up your, your hand and actually hit your own shoulder instead of the other guy's head. I mean, it's just, it was stupid. It was unneeded. I hope Shibata's okay, like I said. One of my favorite wrestlers in the world. And, at one, and I would have loved to have seen him, you know, at one point... Headline, uh, you know, Wrestle Kingdom be a major part of the expansion in LA in a couple of months. But when push comes to shove, you hope he's okay. And it just feels like that this is, uh, I want to say this is storyline based just to the fact I want to see him wrestle again. But I, I think this could be worse than we first thought. I really do think that we may not see well, him again. Well, if he has a subdue of hematoma, that's really bad. So that's not a. I mean, if he legitimately had that injury, Corey, then him rust, him not wrestling again is very, very realistic possibility. Absolutely. Other. I mean, we also have a Hanma, who may not ever get you a know, wrestler again. Now, I mean, these injuries just happen in droves. It's just like, Corey, these guys are not old. Oh, like, Hanma's right? a little bit older, but yeah. I mean, I mean, what are these guys? Uh, Shibata's what? Late thirties. Give or take a few. You know, Samoa Joe is 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 in the WWE. AJ Styles was the champion at, at you know, uh, 37, 38. Cena's 40 years old. I mean, at some point, these guys, I, mean, I know you said the Ishii Shibata match. Like, oh, that match, you can do that. They should be doing this in any matches. You know, my buddy was trying to argue with me. He's like, oh, Shibata style and blah, blah, blah. I, you know, your style is not doing straight fucking headbutts. Agreed. That's stupid. I agree totally. He, he can wrestle. He wrestles a stiff style anyway. You know, kick a guy harder in the stomach. You know what I mean? He, you can do stiff, stiff moves without doing stupid stuff. And he's one of the best workers in the world. So if anybody could do it, he could do it. It's not necessary to do a, a legit headbutt. You don't need to do that to yourself. I, I really hope, Corey, that, that if this is legitimate, which I really hope it is, and I do hope it's a storyline. Shibata was, was really starting to get some momentum, Corey. 
that audience was really hardly rooting for him. Right. And I think he had a chance to get some type of little push as we move forward into the year with the lack of, you know, really stars in New Japan right now with some of the guys who have left. Um, and, you know, I, I hope that, and again, I'm an American, right? I, I haven't watched New Japan for 30 years. I'm not an old school New Japan fan. I'm just this new guy watching this, these, these things for the, you know, the first time. But to me, it doesn't matter. I want to see these guys wrestle for longer time. Um, and you know, if, if there's a you know if there's a pile driver and the guy hits his neck wrong, things happen. That's terrible, um, absolutely terrible. But to do an unnecessary headbutt, like that's not necessary to do that move. It took, it, it didn't help the match at all. Exactly. It was just stupid to me. Um, and we we've changed, I think, as a society, at least the U.S. has, where. When we see a big hit in football, for instance, we think, man, that guy might have a concussion, right? You know, you see kind of the effects on these brain injuries on these guys later in life. And to me, it's not worth it to do a headbutt. It's not worth one move in a wrestling match that was a 25, 30-minute classic. It's not necessary. It added nothing to the match. And, you know, Japan is different than here. Uh, but I, I do hope these guys look and say, you know, we got to change our style a little bit. We've got, we can still kick, you know, kick ass and have a hard hitting style, but we just don't need to be stupid about it. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, to me, it was completely unnecessary. It was really stupid. I really hope that it's a storyline and Shibata's okay. I think him leaving New Japan, Corey. If he does have to retire or whatever, I think it's going to take a lot for, away from New Japan. They, they, you know, if that's the case, mm-hmm. they would have lost Shibata, AJ, Nakamura, all within basically a year and a half. I mean, that's a lot of guys. That's a lot of big guys to lose, and that, and they have not replaced them yet. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but um. Yeah, I definitely was. Uh, I'm definitely concerned for Shibata. And hopefully it's a storyline. Hopefully he's okay. But no matter what, guys, stop doing these unnecessary shots to the head. Agreed. It's not necessary. You don't have to do it anymore. Let you me- can wrestle a great match without taking these unnecessary chances. Let me ask you this quickly before we get out of here. Does the stuff like this, stuff like the unprotected chair shots with in the Brian Cage matches and Lucha Underground and these headbutts, does it make you any less, not interested, but does it give you pause on the idea of continue, continue to, to watch and support a company that is this reckless? No, because I think a lot of that is the individual wrestler. Like, I'm not blaming the company for one wrestler for a wrestler well allowing this also but you know at the same point Um, yeah I mean I I get it but you know uh, you know WWE is different they're a public owned company they they can they kind of tell their wrestlers a bit more what to do you know they have more control that way you listen these guys are professionals they they should know better Mm -hmm. Um, they shouldn't have to put a mandate up saying don't do chair shots in the head because it's going to your brain's going to be scrambled like eggs down the road. These guys should know better. Um, now, should they do a better job of educating their talent about the dangers of concussions and things like that? I, you know, maybe they have done that. Maybe they haven't. I can't say for that. But they, you know, they're not in control of what the, the guys are going to do. What they do, um, 
and you know it, it is what it is but you know the next time new japan gets sued by a guy down the road because he had his brain scrambled like eggs mm-hmm. and you know that that's when they may change same thing with you know triple a lucha underground um but no it won't make me want to watch any less if shabbat not there it'll make me want to watch less because he's one of the best wrestlers in the company you know that's that's why taking away the talent there that's going to want to make me watch less uh, last thing, so we end on a little bit brighter note than uh, talking about concussions. I just want to throw a thing out there to the guys who do our opening uh, every week. The Young Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega, the work that they're doing on the in- independents is just amazing on the houses that they're drawing. They just did a tour of Europe, four days, four sold-out shows, and they, they said that they did more merch sales than they have, you know, basically almost anywhere else. So it is amazing that, unfortunately, we got to talk about the Shibata type of stuff, but it's amazing, even if you're not in the WWE, if you find your niche, you can really make it not being in the major companies. So I just wanted to throw that out there, that there is this, a love for, you know, independent wrestling out there, and it really works if you have an act that's really over. I agree. I agree. And speaking of independent wrestlers um, who are now in the WWE, Drew Galloway. Everyone, watch the match he had last week against Oni Larkin at NXT. He is a different, he's a different fucking guy. He is a brick shithouse. He, he, you talk about hard, hard hitting styles. That match was fantastic. And everyone should make sure NXT, you watch Drew Galloway's opening match. It was, it was fantastic. Well, on that note, I want to thank everybody, just like always, for giving us a chance. And I don't believe Jay had a chance to say it when he was talking about it, but be sure to check us out. On iTunes, give us a five-star five review. I, 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 oh, yeah. I didn't, well, I didn't say the five-star. Go ahead. Go. You're right. I didn't say the five-star. You know, if you give us a review, we'll be sure to let let people know and read it on the air. And five-star reviews helps us get more noticed on iTunes so more people will find us. And also, of course, check us out on Stitcher Radio. But for uh, Jason Brooks, this is Corey Richmond. Thank you very much for always giving us your time. We'll be back hopefully next week talking about that maybe we care a little bit more about the payback uh, network special this week. But, uh, Jason, as always, I believe the floor is yours. I think we're done here. See ya. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows more isn't always better. Unless we're talking about full-size vans. These beasts do more than get you from A to B. They have so much space a man can live in it. With shag carpeting, waterbed, and a sweet lava lamp, these mobile abodes have all the comforts of home. With quality parts and plenty of Napa know-how, you can keep the original tiny house running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.